Auburn and Alabama are set to face off in the 88th edition of the Iron Bowl. Let's talk about it on this episode of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, Auburn family, man? I hope everybody's having a nice Thanksgiving. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. And Blake, the big one is here. The whole state of Alabama stops what they're doing, man, pays attention. We're going to get fired up today, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great, Dustin. Uh, I look, I'm, I'm 32 years old, brother, and uh, this game means everything to the, to the, to the people of this state. And uh, the whole state stops what they're doing when this game goes on. It's, it's, it's different. People, uh, if you're not from here, you don't know it. It's it's uh it's one of them things where I pull up to the gas station and if I see an Alabama fan walking in, I'm not holding the door open for him. That's just how it is. That's how it is. Like I don't like you. Okay, I'm for, I'm being for real. I don't like you. I don't like anything about you. I don't want to be friends with you I, for 365 days out of the year. I, that's just how I am. You know, I, I was I was raised by my dad. His name's Randy Lane. Uh, it's Randall Blake Lane Sr. and mine's Randall Blake Lane Jr. And I follow his footsteps. <laughs> he's, he's an Auburn man and I'm an Auburn man. And uh, and that's how it is, man. Like uh, Saturday, I won't talk to my mom because she's an Alabama fan. So uh, that's the one day out of the year that I don't speak to my mother. And uh, that's just a hatred in the rivalry. That's just a hatred in the rivalry. I hate Alabama. I hate them with a passion, bro. And, and – uh, one thing that I've been seeing going around on the internet this week is Alabama fans praising Harvey Updike. <laughs> we told y'all, we told y'all, they are who we thought they were. They mm. always have been. They think that stuff is cute and funny, and they think it was all a big joke. It wasn't, man. Dive in to the facts of what really happened and what went down deeper into the poisoning of those trees. You'll find out a little something. All right. That's my homework for all of you watching this show. Go dig in a little deeper than what the news and everybody else told you about the poisoning of those trees. It just didn't affect tumors corner. All right. It affected a couple of other things. It wasn't a joke. It wasn't funny. All right. He is a shitty human being, period. That's just how I feel about him, all right? Now, Dustin, let me ask you this. How would an Alabama fan feel if an Auburn fan walked into Tuscaloosa and did something to the Denny Chimes? I said took a sledgehammer to the Chimes. We're not advocating being done. Don't come tag us. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, I'm I mean, just, yeah, I, I, I know. I'm just saying, like, what if right. somebody went and, and went and – Spray right. painted Denny Chimes and and <laughs> vandalized it. Now, like, like, how do you think they would feel? They would be. It was like somebody, you know, ripped their heart out. Like, like Harvey said that uh, Cam Newton did to him. Hmm. You know, it, it they would be gutted because it means something to them, just like the Oaks means something to us. Man, you walk into Auburn and there's wires running down the street. Yeah. And and you're having to throw you're having to throw your traditional toilet paper after big wins 
on wires because this idiot did this. But this is the rivalry, right? This is this is how deep it gets. People have died over this rivalry. That's the re- that's the reason Ohio State and Michigan. You don't come close to this rivalry. Period. You're not even from the same state. You play at 11 a.m. All right. People are just now waking up, getting the sleep out of their eyes. <laughs> Big right? noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff. Yeah, bro. Don't nobody care about you. Period. And oh, well, they got more viewers than the Iron Bowl. Uh, let me tell you something, man. The hatred, the passion. Um, one one big thing that sticks out to me in this rivalry is in the stands is hatred, is passion, um, but on the field it's respect. Uh, you watch Michigan and Ohio State, you see like fights break out. You see, like, in the locker rooms, like, they're meeting halfway in the tunnel and barking at each other. Dog in the Iron Bowl, it's respect, all right? It's, hey, we know what's about to go down. We hate you, all right? And we're going to see who wants it more today. And we're going to settle it on the field. That's why I love this rivalry, man. 32 years living in this great state of Alabama. And uh, this one means more than any other. I had an Alabama fan tell me today, bro, the Iron Bowl isn't even Alabama's biggest rivalry game. I said, then what is? He said, the third Saturday in October. Man, get out of here, dog. You beat them 15 years in a row. Get out of here. That's not even a rivalry game anymore. (laughs) Beat them 15 years in a row. Stop. Look, stop trying to uh, downgrade Auburn as your rival or whatever, bro. Like, hey, we get it. We're little brother. I get that. I accept it. All right, I'm never going to see Auburn win 18 national championships or whatever your made-up number's at now. <laughs> um, but I get it, man. Like, this is the one. And uh, Saturday at 2.30 is business. Now, you know, we'll, we'll talk about if I got Auburn winning or not. <laughs> damn it, I still believe in my Tigers. I still believe in them. You know, I might not pick them. I might not pick them, but I still believe in them. Uh, if you have any trouble getting fired up for this game, man, play back the first six minutes of this podcast. My boy Blake bringing the heat. Yeah, man. Uh, the on the updike stuff. I w- I went to the A day um, where it was the final roll, right? And I remember like pulling up and seeing the tree, and it was just. Uh, I really don't even know. Like I don't know like the words for it. It was just I was kind of like, man, somebody would somebody would do this. Because at the time, you know, my sister is like, she's 11 or 12 now. Um, She was real little. She had just been born. And I I remember doing the excitement I had when when my dad took me to do the first tumors roll and then doing it with my mom later, doing doing one with her. And then I remember doing it for the first time with my little brother. And then you have the excitement of, okay, I can't wait until my little sister's old enough and doing it with her. Um and then someone comes and takes that away. And his justification is because that you taped a, a t-shirt onto a statue. Yeah. Knowing, 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 knowing damn well, man, that you can pull tape off. Um, <laughs> and you, you risk poisoning a whole town. So just why it just wild. And then to condemn it, it's uh, I think that a lot of that, because it was always funny to me was the, the Bama fans have always said, well, he's the exception. He's the outlier. We don't support that. But I can show you a lot of clips on YouTube and, and things like that where um, he's gone. Like there was one in particular where he went on the Fine Bomb show. It was probably about five years after the incident. And Paul's talking to him. 
and Hulk Dyke still kind of trying to defend his position or what everything. And and Paul's like, Harvey, I don't. It doesn't seem to me like five years later you've learned anything. And they were at, uh, they they were at. It was the game was at Tuscaloosa that week, and Paul was doing the show live from Tuscaloosa. And there was probably two to five hundred Alabama fans behind Paul watching the live show. And this was all live. He had Harvey on live, and then Harvey goes, "Well, Paul, damn it, they were just some trees." And they all started cheering. And they went, "Oh, tie!" Like that fired them up. It's, it's yeah. Don't don't let them fool you. And you can look on social media and across the internet. Um, every time some, every time one of them says something about that, makes a joke about it, it has thousands of likes and tweets by Bama fan. Like, so you know, just you know what I mean. So like, just come out and be honest. And like you said, it's just uh, we. How would you feel if it was done to you type thing? And then um. This is a, it's a, it's a family thing, man. It, it it might not it might be silly to you, you know, but it's not necess- it's not silly to us, and it's something that we do as a family. We do it for generations, and uh, that for you just to come in there and, and do it like that's one thing. But here we are, 10, 11 years later, twelve years later, however long it is. And what Blake was weird about it to me is what's this is the weirdest part about this to hold the all just the way Bama fans act in general. Your your trophy case doesn't match the way you act and i tell you if the football gods were real i'd be i'd be at the altar kneeling going why did you give these people this why did you give them the two greatest coaches of all time because Mm -hmm. you can't convince me that they deserve it you can't convince me that they deserve it but somehow they pulled it off uh yeah that whole scene is just wild and um like you said dude like 18 national championships or whatever it is like whatever the number is it's more than we're gonna see so for you to behave like that that's the part that kind of strikes me as strange it's like well you're on top of the mountain why are you why why the bush league stuff but it's who they are blake man that's why that's why i brought up the denny chimes thing is like it's just it's it's something of meaning to the fan base in the university, you know, um, it, it was, it just shows the rivalry, man. It, it literally just shows how intense the rivalry is. Um, look, and I see the graphic right there. Alabama leads the all time series, 49, 37 and one. Um, I'll say my piece on that. You were scared to death to play us. Hmm. a couple of years in this rivalry. And then we had to go many, many years of playing you in Birmingham, Alabama, which we all know is in your backyard. All right. So don't, don't sit here and, and, and come at me because this rivalry game has been in your favor for many years. All right. We had to play you in Birmingham. You were scared to death to come to Auburn. Thank you, Pat Dye. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Pat Dye. Uh, you know, rest his rest his soul, man. Uh, yeah. He did a lot of great things for Auburn University, for the Auburn football program, because we were handcuffed. We were handcuffed. We were having to go to Legion Field, and we were having to play you in your backyard every single year. And Pat Dye changed that, man. And then look what happened when you started coming to Auburn. You started getting your ass kicked. Hey. <laughs> All right? Yeah, and and you, they were mad about it. They were mad about. It. They were like, "Oh, we shouldn't have to go to Auburn. That's BS. We shouldn't have to play in Tuscaloosa. That's BS." I look, you were scared to play us 
at a certain part of in certain part of history, certain part of time in this rivalry. All right. I don't think it would be a 12 game lead. It's crazy you got all these national championships. You got 18 national championships and you're only up 12 in the series. All right. That's because you didn't want to play us in, in some of those years. Yeah, Tubbs was chiseling away at that thing, too. Now, they went out, and I'll give yeah. them full credit. They went out and hired the GOAT, and he turned that thing back around. But uh, we were chipping at it. We <laughs> we were catching them at a time. Uh, yeah, not- rest in peace, Pat Dye, and boy, Tubbs, love you. Me and Blake were going, when me, when me and Blake were growing up in, in our prime Auburn days, man, our formidable Auburn years, this right here, Boy, that was uh, – and that's why I tell you that my hatred for, for Georgia has always been more than Bama was because it was – and I was always kind of viewed Bama as just growing up. It was we, – we dominated them. It was the tight ball game with Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, they're the two best programs in the country. Again, I come to the football gods and ask you, what the hell did we do to deserve this? But <laughs> I don't think we deserve this hell, man. But let's get over here to the keys to the game. Blake, I'm loving Blake's energy today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Blake just came in hot, pissed off, dog. I'm Ooh. with it. Uh, keys to the game, Blake. If if our Tigers are going to pull the upset, which me and you both acknowledge is a long shot, Um Obviously, playing a clean game, turnovers, penalties, all those things you can assert. But uh, but give us something different here, keys to the game. What do we got to do? A lot. <laughs> Our offensive line better show up. Uh, you can't have a performance like you just had last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, this Alabama front is serious. Uh, they're they're special, and that is one of the things that worries me about this game Saturday is uh, how do we protect Peyton Thorne? Uh, are we going to be able to run the football? You know, me and you were talking before we started recording. It's going to be tough sledding this year, you know. I, I just I'm, – I'm sitting here trying to, trying to find ways of how Auburn can have success on the offensive side of the ball, and I don't really see it. All right? It's tough. Um, These defensive numbers for Alabama are stout. They're stout, Dustin, and 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 they got dudes over there. This this is one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah, this is one of the best defenses in the country. Um, and then I look on the defensive side, and it scares me that we don't get enough pressure on the quarterback. And is Milroe? Are we going to be able to contain Milroe? Are we going to be able to put a spy on him? Can Eugene keep up with with Jalen Milroe? Um, if it's not Eugene, then who is it? Like, is 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 Milroe going to break one of these 70, 80 yard runs that we've seen him do in the past? Like, um, is our secondary going to be able to hold down their receivers? Are we going to give up the big broken play, the Isaiah Bond post over the top and? Uh, it's there's a lot of questions there, man, and they're so talented. Look, I know it's a rivalry. I know I was on a a, a heated segment there, uh, <laughs> but I respect the University of Alabama and their football program. I respect Nick Saban. They got a hell of a team. I just hope these guys respond, like we were talking about Tuesday night. I hope these guys respond, uh, and and they have a chip on their shoulder. And I hope this defensive front comes to play. Marcus Harris calling you out. All right. Bring it. Get everybody else around you to bring it. Austin Keys, the linebacker group. Larry Nixon, Cam Riley, Eugene Asante. Bring it. Bring it Saturday. 
It starts with you on the defensive side. We got to find a way to keep Jalen Milrow in the pocket and make him throw the football. We have got to make him a thrower of the football because when he starts using his legs, that's when Alabama becomes different and dangerous on offense. As far as the offense goes, man, I just don't know how Auburn musters up enough points to keep up with Alabama. I, 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 this is going to have to be a 2021 all over again. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, and I just – I think that that 2021 game, Blake, you still have some holdovers on the defensive line from some good recruiting classes, right? Yep. Um, and we're just not there anymore, man. We're just not there. Some guys have made – uh, some guy, people have been in the comments of our Tuesday night episode saying uh, that they're only the only four-star on our entire offense what, is Connor or what was VAR, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just – I don't want to get on the whole recruiting spill tonight, but but Blake, I don't think that it's out of I don't think this is a crazy thing for me to say. And I hate saying it. I hate that we're at this point. I do. But I believe that the most important thing happening Saturday won't be happening on the field. Mm-hmm. Now we need now let's not let's not get blown out 45 to 10 and have a situation like you had where you had a, this fantastic recruiting section versus Penn State two years ago, and then you get you know, you're down so bad. Uh, halfway through the third quarter that everyone's left. Now, they they probably were leaving because there wasn't much of a relationship with the staff that was hosting them to begin with. Um, and But nevertheless, you know, let, let's put on a formidable performance. This is K.J. Bolden's coming to see you one final time. You've been close. You, you were really close to having K.J. Bolden commit. He said as much publicly. He said, I was this close to committing in Hugh Freeze's office. Well, yeah. Hugh set this last visit up with KJ for a reason. He picked, he picked this date for a reason. Um, so I just the atmosphere has got to be on point, and the the team just needs to bring the energy to to where this thing looks competitive, to where it looks competent, to where you can tell these recruits, hey, listen, man, you saw what we did versus Georgia at home. You saw what we did versus Alabama at home. Uh, just make it one of them things where you can you can look at it and say, look, because Blake, you can't. I can't say you can't. I need to stop saying you can't because you definitely can. But when it would it would really it would really suck. Now that you know, I've accepted the fact that we're most likely going to lose. But it would really suck to be have that energy, have that high you had after that Arkansas week, and then get and then finish the season with two blowouts at home. That would be a tough pill to swallow. And then, yeah, you're going to say, okay, we can rebound for the bowl. And obviously, at that point, you got to focus on recruiting and all that. But I do hope that, like you said, man, that this team can bring the energy that like, Marcus Harris, it's your last game in Jordan Hare, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Jalen Simpson, it's your last game in Jordan Hare. So you, there's no reason for you not to bring it and for everybody. And if you, if you look at the clip that the social media team posted, I think it was on Monday, maybe Tuesday of Hugh talking to the team, which they, they do at the beginning of every week from his Monday speeches. Did he not look kind of pissed? Cause he yeah. was saying, he was saying, I shouldn't have to give you too much of a hype speech here. He was basically telling him if, if you're not getting juice for this one, then there won't be a place on you for this roster after this game. That's kind of what it looked like to me. And there's a lot of times where when, when we walk, when we watch those, those clips they put out for Monday, where I, where you can see he's kind of trying to energize the team and all that. And I, and I give it, I don't know the whole context of the speech. It's just two minutes that we're getting, but boy, in that clip, he sure seemed like he was trying to send a message to that team. Like, Hey, look, whatever in the world that effort was Saturday, that ain't it. Results be damned, but the effort that's not enough. So I, and, and I hate saying that, uh, I hate saying that the most important thing is kind of happening off the field, 
But it just is. It just is because you mentioned that Alabama defense, Blake. Um, I go back and look at their recruiting class last year and the dogs they recruited on a defensive line. I mean, we all know we because we wanted the Quay Roostall and James Smith tandem, right? That's where they went. Bama signed one three-star last year. One three-star on their whole entire recruiting class. Do you know who that three-star was, Blake? Who was that? The number one kicker in the country. He was only rated a three-star because they're not going to give kickers five stars. Yep. Every position player they went after was a blue chip. So that's what we're up against. And it, it just is such a tall task of the things that would have to go right. You would have to be successful on first down so you could get in your tempo. That would be number one. My worry with that is Alabama's given up 3.6 yards of carry this year on defense. And I just watched our offensive line have a pretty bad week versus a defensive line that's not quite as good as what we're going to face this time. And then I and then I look at the AM game, right? There's there's just, you know, it's it's kind of a feast or famine for offensive line now that I think about it. Um, there's been days where we come in and just run the rock down people's throats. If you look at the actual like numbers in the SEC, we're like top three, top four. I don't know where we dropped after last week, but we were top three in the SEC and running the ball definitely were hot, right? We had run the ball well for three straight weeks, but then you have these games of nothing, LSU versus defense where you should have been able to run the ball. You had a second half versus all Miss where you just couldn't establish the run. You went into A&M and, and I'm shit like for 12 quarters now, you haven't been able to run the ball versus Texas A&M. And so there's just uh, versus the the more formidable defensive lines. I'm just not sure if we have the guys. And I know that all those guys are playing hard. I'm not trying to down them. I know it's their last game. I know they're going to give it their all. But that's why I say the most important thing happening is going to be those recruits that are sitting there and us putting up enough of a competition for them to say, okay, I see it. I see the vision. And then even if we get blown out, that doesn't mean that they ultimately don't come away impressed with, you know, what the staff is selling them that day. But um, if we want to, you know, because somebody had put in our comments on the last video, they said, because we had named the video, can Auburn be spoiler? And I believe, uh, I forget I forget who it was, but it was a frequent, uh, one of our members that watches all the time, but he said, when is Auburn going to not be a spoiler? Yeah. And I said, and I, I really felt that, man. I really did. Because when I was making that graphic, I was I was feeling that. I was like, man, I'm tired. I am. Boy, it sure would be nice. You know, it sure would be nice to be coming into this one and being like, we got it. We, you know, we're not the spoiler. It's, it's, a, it's a competition for the West. And I know the West is going away after this year, but um, we've definitely seen Iron Bowls, right, where the, everything was on the line. And lately it just – we haven't been there. Um, and, and unfortunately to that comment of when are we not going to be the spoiler, I think we're a couple years away because – and I hate it, man. I hate it. But if you think about it, you're saying you don't have the guys right now. Okay, so say you bring them in this year. Well, then they're only freshmen. Exactly. So, so there's another year, right? And then, so like, it's just, we all, you, you said it last time, you said it Tuesday night, microwave society. But when you're looking at these teams, when you're looking at this beast, when you're looking at this factory that is Alabama, the greatest dynasty in the history of college football, the, um, the way they've recruited in the trenches, which everyone watching this podcast watches SEC football and knows that's where you get it done. It's just tough for us to compete, man. And it's tough for anybody to compete because their defense has given up 17.3 points a game. <laughs> like, yep. ain't, no, ain't nobody scoring on them, dude. Ain't nobody scoring on them. If, if we're going to have any kind of shot, there might be a couple of chances where you can hit some big plays, 
you got to hit them because yep. like, you're only going to have certain windows. There might only be three or four windows in this game where you can hit them for a big play. You've got to hit them. And then you've got the if, – if you want to get in your tempo and set it up, obviously you have to have some kind of success on first down. Um, the, the obvious stuff going in with no turnovers, clean. You just There's so many things you have to do defensively. Anytime that ball's on the ground, if we wanted to walk out of this stadium with, with, with a chance of winning this game, you've got to get on the ball. Any tip ball that's in the air, it can't fall off a linebacker's fingertips and hit the ground. Not if you want to win. The, when those opportunities are there, you got to make it. When you bust that 60-yard return, don't hold 10 yards behind the play. And, and, and it's just we really are going to have to play a perfect game and then hope to catch them in that um, that classic scenario like the last time they came, right, where you just you catch them uh, in this crazy iron bowl and then Auburn Jesus rises up and says, here I am, I'm here to help. Uh, but to even be in the game in the fourth quarter, Blake, there's a lot of things I feel like that have to happen. I'll tell you one matchup that a lot of people, that you know, they're not going to look at this, but Alabama has had a problem fielding punts this year. Kool-Aid and McKinstry. Uh, and is it going to be Caleb Downs? I think they made the switch last weekend. Uh, so is, is Kool-Aid going to be fielding the punts or is uh, Caleb Downs going to be fielding the punts? Uh, that's a matchup to watch. Oscar Chapman could play a huge role in this game. Maybe he could flip some field position for us. Um, I think that's one to watch, man. If you could get a sneaky turnover yeah. off a muff punt or something – and get the ball in positive territory and not have to drive the length of the field, I think that would be huge for Auburn in this game because just like you said, their defense, man, and and it's going to be really tough for Auburn to drive the length of the field um, and and produce points in both halves of this football game. I mean, look, I'll I'll be honest with you. I thought Auburn messed up last week by not taking the ball first. Hmm. I thought Auburn messed up last week by not taking the ball first. This week, I think if you win the coin toss, you got to take the ball first. And the reason I say this is because if you do not take the ball first and you let Alabama get the ball and march right down the field and score, game. That's another thing. Quick start's important, right? Quick starts, man. And, And you can't give up. You can't give up a drive like you did last week to Jalen Milrow in this offense. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I love deferring and getting the ball at half. Maybe you get some points right before the half, and you go into the locker room, you come out, and you get the ball again. But I just think you got to take the football, man. You got to take the football, and you got to try to start fast because I think that's a recipe for disaster. If you let Milrow get the football and they drive down and score on the first drive. Auburn's in trouble. It's danger zone. That's a good point because after what's happened, um, it could definitely suck the life out of the team. It could suck the life out of the stadium. You you know, you would be in that, oh, man, here we go type mode. Um, yeah, let's get over here, Blake, and make our score predictions, man. Uh, we've kind of been – no surprise here. We've kind of been alluding to it all week. And, uh, look, uh, hate to do it. I'm going to go Auburn 37 – or Auburn, I mean, excuse me, Alabama 30, Auburn 17. It hurts my heart. I hate it with everything inside of me. I co-signed everything Blake said the first five or six minutes of this episode. I'm so tired of sitting around the Thanksgiving table and being the one that has to take it. So I'm okay being the one that has to take it sometimes. That makes the rivalry fun. But being the one that has to take it all the time, 
that sucks. And it's getting old. And yep. uh, you, you brought up your dad. Uh, my my papa, he was a big Alabama fan. And my aunt, my dad's sister, big Alabama fan. So I asked my dad one time when I was a kid, you know, I said, uh, why did you pick Auburn? It was probably after a tough loss. I said, why did you pick Auburn, dad? And why why did you do this to me? And he said, well, growing up in Bruton and going to T.R. Miller, um, he said it was just Paul Bear Bryant. And he said, and you know, that being in the Mobile area, uh, the 251 is just roll tide heavy, unfortunately. And he, my dad was like, I just did it out of spite. He said, I got sick of your pawpaw. Got sick of hearing it from your, from your aunt. I got sick of hearing it from everybody at school. And he had a buddy that was an Auburn fan and they were, he was the only other Auburn fan in school. And he, and he said, he went up to his buddy and said, I'll ride with you. And that's literally, he just, he did it out of spite. He did it. He, he did it because he just got tired of, of hearing it. And then it's kind of led to, led to here we are today, our family being so locked in. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm tired of the shoe being on this foot, but that's the heart and the head understands uh, that the recruiting is just not, our recruiting has just not been there. It's ultimately is why what what got Gus gone. It's ultimately why Harson wasn't given even a second year. And and uh, because you know there's a big reason. If you look at it, the records aren't going to be that much different between Harson's first year. They might not be any different at all between Harson's first year and Hughes' first year. But the feeling is different hmm. because you know that Hughes trying. You know that he you know that he's competitive and he's not going to accept that Auburn wants to be this. And he's been very honest with us and saying the whole time, this is where it's at. And I encourage you today to, if you have not watched our guy Mike G's uh, sit down with Josh Pate, because Josh Pate said that he talked to he's talked to all everybody at that staff at Auburn. And he said it's probably the most realistic conversations he's had with his staff. They said, this is where we're at. This is a long way from where we need to be. It's going to take this amount of time and it's going to take this kind of recruiting effort. And it's going to be, I mean, like, so it's just, it's just a tall task. And I think, you know, like it's just been a, these last couple of days have kind of been a, a slap in the face for all of us, unfortunately. Um, but this is where we're at. And I just hope that the team comes out, Blake, and, and plays a clean football game and plays inspired football. Uh, but I think, and I think they do for a half. I think that the energy of the stadium, I think that the seniors on that team have enough pride that they will come out and play. That they'll try, they'll com- they'll compete. But the depth up front isn't there, and Auburn is not successful without running the football. I can't. We're not gonna. We're not gonna establish a run by throwing it first. And so knowing that, I just don't really see a recipe. Like, okay, so it was so bad Saturday. I know these are different. I don't want to, like, harp on it. But the point I'm making here is that you can, I can't even grade Peyton Thorne on Saturday because I don't think he ever had a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he ever got a chance to really sit back and, and and have a clean pocket. And then when he did, I don't think his receivers won their battles. Yep. So uh, it's, just, it's just where we're at. The mm-hmm. rosters just don't match. Can we do can – the, can the game unfold? the way it kind of unfolded in a similar situation versus Georgia, where you get the turnover battle to win your way, you play a relatively clean football game. And if we're in that scenario, Blake, if it is a close game in the fourth quarter, 
I would like to see how it plays out now not rotating quarterbacks because I would like to see how the Georgia game played out maybe on that third one if you stuck with what you were doing. For, you know what I mean? So, But I just don't see it, man. Um, I just don't – the death issues, and I just kind of see it as the third quarter goes on, Bama kind of puts a stranglehold on the game. It, it might be one of those games, man, where, like, we're always down a touchdown to 10 points. And you're always kind of sitting there going, we're not out of it. We got a chance, but we never really are in it type thing. And then by the end of it, you look up and they win. So I'm going to go 30 to 17. I know that was a very long explanation there. No, you're, you're good, man. Uh, look, I hate this. It sucks. It's not fun. I hate coming on here and picking against Auburn, uh, especially in this game, because I absolutely hate those and you know the words, all right? Can't stand them. I hate them with a passion. I wake up every day, and when I'm getting ready to go to work, I hate them, all right? It, it's a different type of hate. I'm telling you, it's a different type of hate. Um, but I respect them, and I respect them for what they are and what Saban has built there. Defense wins championships. And they've created another great Alabama dynasty defense. And uh, their offense, man, you asked me this question eight weeks ago, and I say, hey, Auburn can keep this thing low scoring. Auburn can, you know, try to sneak out a win. Like their offense is, you know, it's not clicking. We're we're in the nitty gritty now, and it's championship level football time. And guess what? Alabama's clicking. Jalen Milroe is clicking. And uh, I just look at the way they're moving the football, man. We're going to have a really tough time defending Jalen Milroe and, uh, and these receivers that they have. Um, our offense not being able to move the football, like you said, their defensive front uh, defending the run. Jarquez Hunter only touching it eight times last weekend. What's going to happen there in the run game? Um, 38-17, man. I know I, – I hope and pray that I am so far wrong and Auburn comes out with a victory. I know this is my son's first Iron Bowl. All right, we're going to be watching it Saturday. I know he don't. He has no idea what's going on, but he whispered to me that Auburn was winning 24-23 a while ago. So, all right, hey, he told me Auburn was winning 24-23 a while ago. So, watch out now. Levi, Levi's been right on a couple now. He's been right on a couple. Right? I got to so, get me a kid so I can make two different predictions. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, that's, how, that's how much it hurts to pick Auburn to lose in this, man, because uh, – like I said at the beginning, it's just uh, it's it's a different it's a different rivalry, and I keep I keep seeing people like today. I see a list. I wake up. I get on Twitter and I see a list of my top five rivalries. You got the game, the Iron Bowl, Army Navy. First off, all right, Army Navy. Let's start there, but. The respect I have for that rivalry game, all right, through the roof, all right, through the roof. But I put that one in a different category, yeah. all right, because I'm not looking at that 
as a college football. I know they're playing football, but I look at that more as like, hey, man, those kids are fighting. Like, as soon as they get done playing this football game, some of these cats, they're headed off for deployment. They're going to fight for our country. There is no NFL. There is, you know, there's nothing like that. They're going overseas to protect my freedom. Utmost respect for anybody that plays in that game, that coaches in that game, that attends those universities. We appreciate you, all right? But when it comes to college football and on the gridiron, you want to try to compare the game to the Iron Bowl? Doug, you ain't even from the same state. You don't live amongst each other. Right. You don't. You don't know what it's like. I, they. They. The, that school up north and all that. Man, get out of here. You don't walk around amongst each other every day. I'm, I promise you that hate. It ain't even close to how I feel about Tuscaloosa, or if you want to call them East Mississippi or whatever. <laughs> all right. And you want to talk about a cow college. You want to talk about a cow college. Dog, have you seen have you seen the city that your mm. university is in? Well, they play basketball in a literal barn. <laughs> That's why. And you're you're literally 30 miles from a cow pasture, dog. And you want to talk about you want to t- come on, man. Like Starkville, Starkville is what, 90 miles from you? Have you ever been to Starkville? You know what, you know what's from? Come on. Come on, Dustin. Like and and Man, your your basketball arena, like like your campus is trash. Like you want to start throwing things out here, like a cow college. Look, man, Bear Bryant. Um, I know you mentioned like your dad and everything, and and uh, and how he become an Auburn fan. My dad, I asked my dad the same question. Crazy how that works, right? Mm-hmm. I always wanted to know, like, like man, what made you, what made you be an Auburn fan? And my grandpa, my uncle, both my aunts, they're all Alabama fans. Die hard. My grandpa, he passed away in 2004. He never got to see the Nick Saban dynasty. He was huge. He was the the biggest, greatest Alabama fan I've ever met in my life. And my dad, he was like, man, he was like, I just, I hated Alabama. He was like, I lived amongst it each and every day. And he was like, and then – you know, he was like, when I got old enough, he was like, I started seeing this cat named Bo Jackson. And he was like, when I really got familiar with the game of football, and he was like, in the early 80s, you know, he was like, uh, he was like, Bo, come to Auburn. And he was like, and I, I fell in love with with Auburn. And he was like, Auburn started winning. He was like, and he was like, the the change in Auburn football, you know. Once again, like we said, Pat die, rest in peace, baby. Um, there was a change there and that bleeds over to me, man. That's why I go watch every game with my dad. Like it bleeds over to me. Um, and that's part of this rivalry. Like it's just, it's a deep, deep, passionate, um, hatred. It'll be like that for the rest of our lives, Dustin. Um, it's, it's just, it's a state divided. And if you're not from here, please come to a game. Please visit the Iron Bowl. Please experience it. Um, I would prefer you to experience it in Jordan-Hare Stadium. Um, but you got to get to one because uh, 
it's it's a game that you got to see. You got to see. I mean, ten years ago was the kick six. Come on, man! Like there will never be another. There will never be another radio call that tops what Rod Bramley mm. did that day. Never, never in the history of my life. Maybe when I'm dead and gone. Uh, something might happen, something might shake out, but what Rod Bramblett created that day over a microphone was the greatest thing I've ever heard, man. Uh, them having a mute Stan White <laughs> saying, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> love it, man. Uh, I love Auburn. I love this team. I love this coaching staff. Uh, I know it's been a rough week, but, look, regardless of what happens Saturday, dog, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. And uh, we, we got to look at – we got to look at the future, and I know it. I know it sucks to say that because we've been saying it for years. But we got a plan, we got a vision, and we're gonna be all right. I promise. And uh, let's let's get past Saturday and look towards a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just want to say, man. Uh, my final thoughts here is I just want to say thank you to you, Blake. Uh, we took we hit twelve thousand or not twelve thousand. We hit twelve hundred subs today. And uh, it's just been a good, you know, we, I think we, we hopped on YouTube back in like April, maybe. And uh, we were doing the audio only just over the phone. And uh, so, yeah, I just want to say thank you, man. I really enjoyed this process with you. I really enjoyed this journey. And I want to say thank you to everybody that has been rocking with us. Big shout out to the people like Tanner that have been with us back when we had 18, 19 subs. And uh, Miss Devin, you know, uh, the day ones. But then big thank you to the people that just hit the sub button this week. And uh, we really do appreciate all y'all. I just hope that everybody has a good time with their family this week, man. I hope that um, everybody is blessed. Again, Blake, thank you, man. I love doing this with you. I love you, brother. Uh, to the guys over at the War Report, uh, Ike, Mike, P. Will, C-Dub, appreciate the opportunity, man. I'm so fired up to be a part of this team. I love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving to you all as well. Uh, so, yeah, man, War Damn Eagle. And um, I can say this. You mentioned Pat Dye. Pat Dye went five and six his first year. And um, But he was a competitive son of a bitch. Yep. And he recruited his ass off. And he won some key battles. You mentioned Bo Jackson. How'd that play out? So, I'm. You saw our prediction. I don't think Saturday is going to be the most fun time for anybody because it's. I don't. I don't want it to be. I don't ever want us to watch. I thought about this a lot this week, and uh, I have somebody in my life that is a is a big Bears fan. And if, I don't know if you know if you saw what the Bears did Sunday, but they just blew one to the Lions, right? And he said, "Dog, I don't even care anymore." He said, "I just don't even care anymore." And Auburn has lost four-plus games for 10 years now. And we're staring down the possibility of a third losing season in a row. Uh, we, you know, even if we don't do that, that doesn't happen, we'll finish a game above it type thing. Um, so it's a good thing, in my opinion, Blake, that this week I'm – not, I'm not a big fan of the way the, the infighting happened, but I think it's a good thing that we lose games and the fan base still gets upset and still gets passionate. It means that Auburn football means something to, to everybody. And mm. I think that that's a good thing. Um, I think that when you become apathetic and you just don't care, I think that's a sign of things really getting dark and we're a long, long way from that. So if it doesn't go the way that we want it to Saturday, I understand the frustrations. I'm going to be frustrated as well. Yep. Uh, drop passes, interception, whatever it is, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to hurt. I'm not, I'm not condoning it. I don't think that, it, you know, it sucks, but like I said, we just you got to follow recruiting sometimes and Auburn is just not recruited at the level that an SEC team should recruit 
much less the level that this team that we're about to play has recruited. Um, so we're just like you said, man. It's just it sucks, but you're just going to have to look towards December twentieth. You really are. You get some of these guys. I mean, look, me and Blake said on the sideline of the Baker uh, Baker versus Foley High School game, and I thought Blake was about to get us kicked out uh, off the Baker side anyway, because Perry makes a two finger one handed grab and pulls it in. And Blake stands up and says, oh, my God, we got a dog. We got a dog. And all the Baker fans are just looking at us like. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up and sit down. Yeah. Sit down, bro. Shut up. But uh, we're going crazy for Bryce, too. But, yeah, man. Uh, so, you know, we've seen them. They're coming. It's just uh, it's just going to take time. I just want to see the fan base show up Saturday. I know they will, obviously. And I want to see this team show up, man, and, and show some fight. So if you have not, man, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We will be back Sunday at 3 o'clock with the recap. And uh, we're going to continue pushing this content, man. War damn Eagle. War damn, baby.